talk the home before the talking is good. Uh, it's your boy Cody and the other guy here once again for some good conversation. Tiny table, big room. You get the idea. Mm. I was a little bit nervous because the last time we did a podcast, I felt like my God. You talk messed it was up. That just, was actually really funny. The tripod. <laughs> I just had to. I had to leave it, it in there. Just kept going and going and going and kept. Uh, <laughs> You know, oh, did you leave it in there? I did leave it in oh, there. I had to. I had to. I was Let's like, go. why not? You know, yeah. sometimes I feel like you can't take yourself too seriously. You know, it's true. Steer into yeah. the skid. Have some fun steer with it. Steer into the skid. <laughs> uh, quoting uh, the man. Cars movie there, if you don't know. He oh, says that it a little is Cars. But yeah. yeah, for the for drifting or yeah. however they say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to turn left to go right. <laughs> oh, that's such a good So essentially movie. what he's saying is, steer into the skid. Steer into the skid. I wonder what people think when they are listening only and not watching when like I choke on my coffee and you're doing the intro and they just hear a But you can't see that I'm like choking. They're just like, what is that weird noise happening What is that weird gargling gross sound? So those of you that are listening on the pod instead of watching on YouTube, I just choked on my coffee. He chokes a lot. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I struggle. I forget how to do the simple things like walk, eat. The other day, uh, let's see, it was yesterday. And what was I eating? I don't remember what I was eating, but I was like struggling to get my food down and like I forgot to like chew it and I was like trying to take a drink to like push it down and uh, in my head I'm having this inner monologue like how did I forget the appropriate way to eat food to where I don't choke on it and die what is happening right now <laughs> like you're forgetting how to do like very simple things the weirdest of life thing. like <laughs> and because I used to get mad at my watch when it would be like take a moment and breathe and I'd be like I will never forget to breathe and then I find myself forgetting to do these things and so I'm so appreciative to my watch for reminding oh, me to actually my breathe gosh. <laughs> Uh, uh, so good. I always appreciate those little reminders, but then I end up turning them off because then they start to annoy me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, all right, look, I get it. I understand. I need to take a moment or whatever, but it's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking moments elsewhere. It's fine. Don't worry about me, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> funny because like uh, it's the same buzz on your wrist that like a notification, yeah. like a text message or yeah. something like that. So I'll be like, oh, somebody wants to say hi. And I'll look down. It's like, breathe. And I'm like, no one loves me. <laughs> like, why didn't anyone text <laughs> no me? Actually reaching so, out. It's just my watch reminding me I have to breathe to stay alive. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyways, that's my thing. It looks like you've stopped breathing. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you should invent that. That would be amazing. Like your I feel like that'd be that. an appropriate like n- message from your watch. You know, like you know, they do the ones like it's time to stand. It's yeah. time for you to get you know get your heart rate up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like hey, you've stopped breathing. It's yeah. time to remember to t- catch your breath. I saw one person, and I don't know if it can do it or not, but I saw one person, like, their watch would notify them when their heart rate started getting elevated too much at a dangerous level. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can I your mean, Apple Watch do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've had, like, uh, well, mine usually does it when, like, your heart rate gets too low, but I know that that's, like, typically it's because, like, when I'm sleeping it does that, so I know your heart rate goes really low. So I'll wake up sometimes, and my watch is like, oh, your heart dipped down below 40 BPM at this time or whatever, and I was like, dang. You can sleep with your watch on? I don't always do, just every now and then, because I'm just curious, like, oh, what's my sleep? data today mm. and it's usually not good mm. <laughs> my, my rim sleeps like way low <laughs> really yeah i'm just like okay cool i should probably sleep better i withhold all the information from my apple watch <laughs> you will know nothing about <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> i'm actually shocked you're wearing it today <laughs> yeah sometimes i remember sometimes i forget so anyways it's yeah. all good it's all vibing good. up here it's all good. so what are we talking about homie Oh, man, I've been uh, I've been on a personal challenge to read through the Old Testament. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm getting ready to start. Oh as well. man, I I just I'm like done with Revelation. It's one I'm of those starting. things where I'm just like, you know what? I I've, I've <laughs> it sounds so bad. It's like been putting off it over and over because it's just like it's it's a it's a long read and sometimes right. I feel like it's a hard read yeah. because 
even though I know who God is, sometimes when you read the Old Testament, you're yeah. like, this feels a little bit different. Yeah. This feels a little bit different. And I, and I will say this, that I, I will, I'm, I've been, every now and then I'm reading, I'm like, I'm troubled by this. Yeah. Well, here's the <laughs> thing, though. It's, it's good, though, because I feel like under, under the New Covenant, with the sacrifice of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins and the, the, the washing away of his blood, and seeing absolute grace and absolute mercy and absolute love, I think we forget that there absolutely is a judgment side and wrath side to mm, God, mm. and that sin and disobedience to him and his word will be judged. Yeah, yeah. And I think because our personal sin has been judged by the blood of Jesus Christ, which I'm so grateful for, I think sometimes it makes us very casual in the seriousness of what a life away from him looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think like the the thing that like really like triggered not triggered <laughs> didn't actually trigger me, but it like it really grieved me for a moment. I was reading uh you know with Cain and Abel, you know how you know Cain brought his offering to the Lord and it wasn't as good as yeah. Abel's offering, but like a part of me was like. Cain didn't know. He didn't know that, like, bringing his—he was the worker of the ground. He brought his vegetables. He brought his 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 fruits or whatever to the Lord. But at the same time, you know, I guess my my thought is is like I guess he should have known. He should have recognized, like, hey, I'm serving the. I should bring him my best. But but yet he didn't. And so like, I don't know. It, it bothered me a little bit to go back and read that. I'm like, oh dang. Like, how did? Why did he get upset? But if you really study it out, though, Cain did know. He did know he it was it had to do with Cain's heart because Cain, you know, from that moment, he is responsible for the genealogy of sure. is this life of separated from God. Mm. He knew that he didn't want to submit to the ways of God and he mm. did not want to honor God the way that God deserved to be honored. So he was very lackluster in the sacrifice that he brought to God to begin with, because it was kind of one of those things. It was like, I know I have to do this, but I don't want to do this. Mm. And so that's why he just brought scraps from his field. Interesting. See, I didn't, this is something, you know, I'm, I'm going back through and like rereading this stuff. So it's like, it almost feels like new information yeah, all over right, again. Right. And so like when I'm reading it, I'm just like, okay, Cain brought the offering first, you know? And so it's just like, I didn't see the lead up to this in my opinion, at right. least from what I read in that moment. It's like, I didn't see a lead up to this. And so I thought this must've been the first offering, you yeah. know what I mean? And so then it was an, it was unacceptable offering in the Lord's sight. And so, and, and I think maybe what it was is maybe initially, I think God was just like, hey, Abel truly brought his best in this moment, yeah. and that is why he honored it. And, and Cain, like you said, it's like he clearly didn't put forth real thought into yes. his offering. He didn't really right. put forth real, um, true respect and honor right. to the one he was bringing it to. But even in that moment, it was like, dang, that, that really like, you know, I, 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 it was a lot to process in that yeah. moment. Even as someone that's been walking with God for yeah. a minute, I was just like, oh my gosh, this, this is rough right here. So I guess my question to you is, what do we do when we find scriptures like this that, that trouble us, that, that, that make us be like, ugh, I don't know. Well, I, don't like I, this. I feel like it's the, it, it was exactly what I was about to say is like, you just have to do your due diligence. Cause mm -hmm. I read, cause you know, I talked about it for ties and offering a couple weeks ago. There's some brilliant commentaries on the difference between Cain and Abel. Mm. And I would suggest people get on the internet and find some trusted resources like uh, Matthew Henry's commentary, um, Benson's commentary. There's some really good commentaries that break it down mm. as to what was the difference between. So whenever we come to a scripture, because I was sitting in the same position you were, 
like, man, they're both bring. But I think when you look at it too, so I would say, do your due diligence. Sure, like yeah. Study. There's there's much smarter people out there than Robert and me <laughs> that like have been studying this like, you know, very diligently, and they yeah. they understand the Hebrew and the Greek text, and they understand all what all these words actually mean, and they can expose this stuff on a much deeper level yeah, than yeah. I can just from reading yeah. the biblical yeah, text. It's actually, I sense. mean, I will say that just to kind of interject here, and I think I've said it before, like it's actually really cool to go back and be like, figure out what's the context, yes. what is happening yes. in history in this exact moment. Yeah. Who is the audience that's right. actually being spoken to? Right. That's always really fun, and like yeah. it makes the word more exciting that's in right. that regard. Right. And it's, it's, there's always like, you know, it, it just, it's explained very, very well. It was, you know, they break it down like, you know, one was an earthly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not crucifixion, an earthly sacrifice mm. and one was a heavenly sacrifice. Mm. So there's these parallels there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that we don't really understand just by reading yeah, yeah. the story of Cain and Abel. Sure. And so you have to dig in. And that's the thing about it is like, there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of context is missed if you don't study the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like even with this, like, like you just said, like I can read this verse and be troubled by it right. because there's stuff that is not immediately there for me to right. see without me going in and digging right. in and actually dissecting what's going on it could very well be like well dang god's kind of a big jerk to cain right, right. now it, like it could feel that way of like wow cain didn't know yeah why, why did he do that to him but if we go in and we investigate for ourselves what's actually yeah. happening here we can be like okay there's more to this story than is immediately seen. Yeah, and not only that, I think if everybody watching and even everybody listening and even ourselves were completely honest in our lives, we are very relatable to him and his sacrifice because yeah. there are times where we withhold. We don't truly give everything that we are supposed to give yeah. to this relationship with yeah, God, yeah. and that's exactly what he was doing in that moment. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, I know I'm required to do this, but let me just do enough to get by. Mm. And the interesting part is in the old covenant, doing enough to just get by was not satisfactory. Right. But in the new covenant, it's normal. Mm. Like, and that's the problem with the church. Yeah, yeah. Is like, I feel like people in the old covenant had a greater revelation, like just barely getting by is not going to cut it in this relationship that I have with the almighty. I need to do the best and yeah, I need yeah. to bring excellence because if I don't bring excellence, things are going to go sideways. And sometimes I wish we had that mentality. Mm. It's, you know, I'm so grateful for grace. I'm so grateful to be in this new covenant. But sometimes I wonder if we're almost crippled by that in our relationship with him because we can get by with substandard. Mm. We won't experience all the riches of this relationship. Yeah. We won't experience to the fullest degree everything he has. But yet I feel like we get caught in this mentality. We get this Cain mentality, you know, like, uh, well, just let me do enough to get by. That's why a lot of people don't tithe. Mm. They'll give an offering every once in a while. But yeah, let yeah. me just give a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, one, one child had a revelation. God deserves my absolute yeah. best yeah. and like you said let me thoroughly think and, and even in, in his selection of the gift yeah, yeah let me find the best of the gift yeah yeah not just some drummed up vegetables from the field but yeah, yeah. the best yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna find the fattest ram right yeah well and even that i believe that like if cain had been like okay this is my most ripe pumpkin or whatever that would have been a more acceptable offering than whatever it is that he brought like if he but truly the, brought the best of his fruits the things that he was working for i believe that god would have been more pleased but the issue with it still is is it's a dead offering you think so? 
I mean, I know you can make the argument that fruits and vegetables are alive, but it's still it's not a yeah, living but that's what sacrifice. He was tasked to do. He was a worker at the ground, right? The, so he should bring his first fruits of what he was tasked to do. But ultimately, there was nothing that had to be sacrificed for that to be given. Okay, I see what you're saying. The lamb had to be sacrificed yeah. in order for one offering to be given. Hmm. Something had to die. There had to be the ultimate sacrifice paid sure. in order to make that an honorable sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think lots of times we just read stuff. Like you can read in Genesis where Adam and Eve committed high treason against God, and then it says that God placed a cherubim to keep them out of the garden. And people might see, well, see, that's God kicking them out. That's God withholding. But you miss out on the context. He's actually he doing pers- this yeah. <laughs> because it's better for them. Yeah, because if they had eaten from the tree of life yeah. after the fact, they would be living forever in, in that place yeah. of torment, in yep. that place. So he was doing what was necessary yeah. for the best of the people that he loves. Yeah. And I think if we go into all scriptures with that simple context, everything that God is doing is because he loves mankind. Yeah, He wants the best for mankind. And sometimes the hard truth is in order for people to receive the best, there must be judgment. Yeah. And we don't like that. We, as a society, we don't like that. As people, we don't like that. In order for somebody, it's kind of like us with our children. In order for us to help them achieve their very best, there are going to be times of discipline. Yeah, yeah. There are going to be times of correction. Yeah. And where they will do something, and we're going to have to judge those actions to centered them on true morality and what is actually right. Now, we don't like that as a society. We don't like that as human beings. I mean, no one truly enjoys correction and no one truly enjoys being judged. (laughs) You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Um, God is the perfect judge. He is the righteous judge. So when he's judging something in my life and it's not lining up with his absolute truths and his book of morality, then he's trying to get me over into a place that is absolutely better for me. Mm. And if I will approach it when I'm reading the word of God with that same understanding, yeah. it's a place that's better for me, Yeah, you know, then it helps me digest some of these difficult scriptures. Yeah. 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 So self-improvement is not an easy thing. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we've always kind of brought it up. It's like every race that a runner runs, he runs it to win. And so we've got to do things within ourselves and even, you know, That's for right. God to better ourselves, yeah. to be better at this run or this life with him. And so even in that moment, you know, after all this went down, instead of Cain going and killing Abel, he should have been like, God, what did I do wrong here? Help me out. Help me understand. You know, he should have went to him and been like, show me where I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Show me yep. what, what I, what I was thinking. Help me see where my error was. Yep. Help me understand of what I should have been bringing as an acceptable sacrifice. I think that would have been a more appropriate response mm. rather than killing his brother. <laughs> well, see, but then even his actions after the offering just further exposes what was truly in his heart. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like, again, it goes back to what you and I, God knows everything. You can't hide yeah. something from God. That's true. And so he knows when someone's bringing a sacrifice and they're just trying to do enough to get mm. by as to when somebody's truly bringing a sacrifice because they want to honor him and yeah, bless him. That is true. And I think sometimes we are always like, God bless us, God bless us, God bless us. But in this particular story, somebody was more concerned about blessing him. Yeah. Let me just, because you are God Almighty, Yeah. let me let me bring you something that is going to be fit in mm of a sacrifice for a king. Yeah. Let me bring a fit and sacrifice for the creator of the universe. Mm. <laughs> Let me bring something that, you know, I had to make the ultimate sacrifice to present this offering yeah. to you. 
right? Yeah. Um, and that's what, it, and that's, you know, and that's, but that's the theme all through scripture. Mm-hmm. Like the ultimate sacrifice that can be presented is our life. Yeah. Yeah. A life. Yeah. A life for a life. Yeah. And that's what we see in that time after time yeah. after time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so Jesus gave, he paid the ultimate sacrifice right. because he laid down his life. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're supposed to give the sacrifice back, which is what? Laying down our life. Right. And so it's about presenting these sacrifices that are reasonable in the sight of God. Mm. And instead of just being like, here's some carrots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not thoroughly thought out. Yeah. It's not something that is worthy of a creator. Mm. And therefore, you know, he was judged by what he presented and, yeah. and judged by his actions as we all will be one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like we've talked about before. It's like I don't want to give God my my leftover, That's right. uh, you know, even half, you know, whatever prayers or yep. you know, my just like, all right, gotta get my my one scripture in so I can say I read my Bible or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, if I read my scripture but have no real desire to hear from God or desire to connect with God, I'm just kind of reading words on a page yeah. at that point. It does not really doing anything. I'm not really sacrificing my time that I could be watching Netflix or whatever, because I'm just kind of doing it while I'm watching yeah. Netflix. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving him half my attention, but really God right. wants my full attention, similar in a way of like how God wants to be, how we need to be fully immersed in him. Like we also need to be fully immersed the opposite way. Am I saying that the right way? Yeah. Yes. Like he, we, we want to be consumed by God, but our thoughts and our being should also be consumed by him. Yeah. You can't withhold Yeah. and expect to be consumed. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. That's really good. I mean, it does happen somewhat in Scripture. Yeah. I mean, you see the Apostle Paul kind of trying to withhold his life, and then he was divinely interrupted. Yeah. But that's that's kind of unusual, mm. right? Most of the time, it's this willing sacrifice yeah. where somebody like Cain and Abel, they choose not. One was withholding. He mm. was withholding, and that's why it didn't work out, where the other one was given everything. Yeah. You know, and then some of these commentaries also break it down like they they are able to dissect it and show you how one was a heavenly sacrifice and one was an earthly sacrifice. Mm. So, again, it comes down to try to please God with worldly things when you can't. Yeah, you can't please God mm. with secular stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's not into that. Yeah. He, his kingdom is different yeah. than this world's kingdom. Yeah. Right. And so we have to make heavenly sacrifices. Yeah. We have to bring him, you know. And so what is that? Well, we are his creation. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, we must bring ourselves. Yeah, yeah. He wants your heart. Yes. He wants your whole heart. And, you know, Proverbs 35 says, trust in the Lord with your heart, all of your heart. And yeah. and I, I've always, like, liked that as of recently as I've been reading that verse again. But it says, trust him with all of your mm. heart. Kind of like we've been saying here is, like, don't give him just a little bit here and there. Yeah. Like, he wants to be involved in all of this. And I think that even involves us being, like, real in this moment. Like, God, I don't really understand, but yet I am bringing all of me to you yeah. right now. I, I might not really understand why I'm doing this, but I know I'm supposed to do this for you because I want to honor you and yeah. I want to bless you. And I think that's the, the posture that we need to start taking is I might not understand it, and it might not make sense to my natural mind, but I know it pleases my God. Yeah. And I know it brings him glory, and I know it brings him honor, and I want to do that for him because of what he's done for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, the having the right posture in these situations. Yeah. And and I, I don't know. I almost wonder, like, now as I, we're talking this out, and maybe that's what it is. This is great. I love talking this stuff yeah. out with you guys. Yeah. With you guys and Rob right here. But, like... <laughs> You know, clearly, and, and Kylie even kind of talked to me about it a little bit because I was expressing my stuff with, with all this with her, and she was like, well, Adam and Eve were there. Like, clearly, they had parents that t- 
talked to him about their God that they were in the garden with. So they, he should have known and heard how good this God was to them, even though yeah. they messed up. Like yeah. Cain should have known how good this great God was. And so in that, mm. he should have had that heart posture already yeah. that Abel had to bring right. his best, but yet he didn't. And, you know, it's unfortunate he didn't, but hindsight, we're able to learn yeah. from his mistake. Yeah. At least we should be open-hearted enough to learn. Yeah. So that way, you know, it's interesting. I mean, God taught Adam and Eve from the very beginning, subdue the land and have dominion over it. And then he tells them, I think in like Genesis 4 or 5, I forget where it is exactly, but he tells them, tell your children or teach your children how to subdue and have dominion over mm. it. So clearly something yeah. got lost in translation. Clearly they didn't hand that baton down the yeah. way that was supposed to be handed down, which puts a weightier responsibility on us as parents mm. and mentors and as examples we got to make sure that we're handing down these truths that's really good to the people that are coming behind us uh otherwise these truths will not be carried on when we're gone well and it's for their benefit it is for their I benefit mean, yeah 100 if, if it had been communicated properly now obviously we were not there i don't know how hard they tried yep. to communicate these truths or not and how much he was willing to listen but if we at least don't try you know, we're ultimately yeah. setting up this person for failure right. because they're going to live a life for God that's not even the God that we serve. And there's so much in that scripture. I, I taught on it at Mighty Men's like a couple years ago. I, I used that example. Adam did not teach his son how to deal with that internal disappointment, which ultimately led to the murder of his other son. Man, yeah. And if he would have just taught him how to deal with that failure, how to deal with the rejection of that sacrifice and came at it from the approach of, okay, let me learn from this situation so I can become better yeah. instead of just harboring resentment and bitterness. If he would have been taught how to have dominion over his emotions and how to subdue his emotions and how to, uh, you know, walk out this. And it's kind of like what we're taught in the new Testament that we won't live by the flesh, mm -hmm. but walk by the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was even reading that scripture the other night that, you know, it's back in Romans and it talks about how if you, uh, there's therefore no condemnation mm -hmm. of those who live after spirit yeah. and do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it's like, you know, you can read something, you see it in a different light all sure. of a sudden. And it's like made so much sense because I've always heard it preached and I've always read that. But the key to not feeling condemned is to just not walk after the flesh. Because mm -hmm. we always feel condemned yeah. when we're making mistakes and it's not right in the sight of God. And I feel like he did not know how to deal with that condemnation. Mm. And instead of being taught how to deal with that, instead yeah. of being taught how to move on and truly follow after God and to lay that to the wayside. And since he did not, was not taught how to cope with his failure and how to deal with the emotions of that, it ultimately led to a greater sin, which was the murder of his brother. Yeah. So we have to be willing to not only teach, but also to learn, mm -hmm. okay, I made a mistake. How do I deal with this mistake? What is the appropriate reaction to yeah. this mistake? So yeah, that yeah. way I can become better and not make a, a greater mistake yeah, yeah. next week, yeah. next month, next year, Yeah, you know? And I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, it's maybe they're ashamed to talk about it. Maybe they don't want to talk about it. Maybe they feel like they're going to be judged for talking about it. But I've learned in my short life is the best thing I can do is talk about these things mm -hmm. and get some wisdom from yeah. somebody else, yeah. I, whether it's my wife, whether it's my pastor, whether it's a friend, uh, a coworker, whatever it is, and be like, hey, man, I, I really kind of missed the mark on this and I'm feeling pretty bad about it. How do I right the ship here? Mm. Because if not, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. And when that when when mistake after mistake after mistake just start getting compounded like that yeah dude it's a, it, we become like we lose our way yeah to where something as immoral as murder is now 
the likely outcome. Yeah. Where it all could have been avoided if this would have just been dealt with from the onset, like mm. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. talked about and worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, it's just, yeah. I, I feel like, I, I, so it's so bad. It's like I feel so bad for him right now. <laughs> it's like he's, like, it's so far removed. I'm I sure know. it's like not even like, but like it's like my heart breaks for the guy. Yeah. And I think that that's part of it too is like I read that story and I'm just like, dang, man, like you messed up and then you really messed You're up. Right. And so I think that's, that's where it hurts. It's mm. like, gosh, man, like you really, you really, you really screwed it up, man. Right. And it's like, if things just would have been a little bit different. And so like in my life, mm. it's like, I don't want to fall in the same trap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like when I mess up, like I need to do my, my responsibility and figure mm. out where I went wrong and yeah. how I can yeah, be yeah, better, yeah. where I yes. can, where, where, where did I fall short? Mm. Why did I fall short? What caused me to feel this way? And how do I deal with mm. that? And, and I like what, what you were saying is, you know, when there's no condemnation, you know, clearly it's like we're, we're following after the things of the flesh in that moment. And so it's like starting to recognize, okay, if I start to feel such a way, do I follow this mm. or do I follow what I believe is the truth, which is my spirit, man, to distract me from this fleshly desire, this fleshly want. We need to lead into what God would prefer us to do rather than what our flesh wants us to do. Yeah. But learning how to decipher the two and learning, okay, this is the preferred way and this is ultimately the best way. And so help me, God, to choose this every time. Yeah, and the Apostle Paul said that these two are always at war within always, us. Always, always, always. <laughs> so it's like we just as well learn how to exercise dominion yep. over it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We must learn how to subdue it now. Yeah. And I think what's great, at least what I, I'm really trying to really grab a hold of as, as when it comes to is like even in that, it's like not doing it in my own strength yes, still. Yes, you can't. Can't because even if I, if I wake up today and I say, God, I promise yep. I will do whatever I can to to serve you better today. But if I'm doing it from mm. me, from Cody, yep. I'm yeah, ultimately yeah, yeah. going to disappoint God. That's I'm ultimately right. going to disappoint him. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall short of this promise that I made out there. But if I can say, God, help give, That's right. help give me your strength to do what you asked me to yeah. do today. Help help lead me today. Help me respond to you today. Help help me understand yes. your voice better. To help me help me be more uh, sensitive to this and that today because you are the only reason I'm going to be able to do this. You're going to be the way that it is actually accomplished. My strength is only going to get me so far, but you are going to be the one that yes. actually elevates me and, and puts me in a higher place and a higher position to accomplish the goals you have in front of me. And everything you just said now brings us into the beauty of the new covenant. Yeah. The dispensation of grace. Yeah. For my grace yeah. is sufficient. Mm. So everything that we come up against, if we will do exactly what you just said, yeah. And not try to do it in my own ability or my strength or my intellect or my wisdom or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But I can rely on God mm. and tap into this wonderful new covenant and relationship that I have with him to where I can receive that divine empowerment of grace mm. that will allow me to overcome the emotions of my failure, allow me to overcome the temptation that is being laid out before me, whether it's sin or whatever it might yeah. be where, you know, and that's one thing, like when we look at these old Testament, you know, yeah, it, it, they did not have that available yet. Yeah. 
So it's like on one aspect, I, I, I pity them for that and I feel for them. Yeah. You know, he didn't have that divine ability to tap into a supernatural grace to where when he really had this internal struggle, there was something so much greater than him that he could possess to allow him to overcome that. We have that available. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a much better benefit yes. <laughs> than they had. We get the yes. Holy Spirit to actually live within yes. us. So we're able to communicate on a way that they weren't able to. Yes, and, and rely on mm-hmm. God in a greater way that they yeah. weren't able to because now that veil of separation has been written too through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so we can come boldly into the throne room of our Heavenly Father to obtain grace yeah. and mercy mm. to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason we don't is because we fail to come to him mm. and invite that wonderful gift of grace into yeah. our life yeah. and say, hey, help me overcome this. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to, about just being honest with ourselves that we can't win every battle on our own. Yeah. We can't overcome every obstacle on our own. And, and that may sound like bad news, but it's not because the good news is we don't have to. Right. Yeah. We don't have to overcome every challenge by ourselves. We don't have to overcome every obstacle by ourselves. We have the <laughs> greater one on the inside of us. I can do all things through Christ yeah. who strengthens me. Greater yeah. is he yeah. that is in me mm-hmm. than he that is in the world. So it's about what you just said, trusting and relying on the greater one. And as I do that, it's a, an empowerment of receiving his grace that, you know what, I can overcome this because I'm not alone. Yeah. And I'm not doing this in my own strength. Yeah. I'm doing it by a divine strength through this relationship with my creator. Yeah. Let me decrease so he can in- yes. increase. Let, let, let there be less of me involved Amen. in this. Amen. <laughs> the less of me involved yeah, in yeah, this, yeah, the yeah. better that it's going to be yeah. for everybody. That's right. <laughs> because if I'm involved in this, it's probably going to be all kinds of jacked up. <laughs> and it is applicable in every situation. Mm. Let me just receive grace for my marriage. Mm. That's really good. Let me receive grace to be a parent. And through that grace, let me tap into your infinite wisdom. What does Samuel and Christian need to hear in this very moment that they're struggling? That's so good. That God's wisdom is beyond my wisdom. He knows what my child needs to hear in this moment. If I will just pause and say, okay, let me tap into this grace that's available so God can teach me. Mm -hmm. Because he knows the heart of this human that I'm trying to raise. And he knows the mind of this human that I'm trying to raise. And he knows everything about him because he is their creator. And then I tap into that, and then the Holy Spirit can show me and lead me and guide me and teach me mm-hmm. so I can in turn teach them. Yeah. Teach me by your grace, O oh Lord, how to have a better marriage. Teach me by your grace, O oh Lord, how to be a better servant of Christ. Yeah. Teach me, O oh Lord, by the grace of God, how to be a better minister, a better employee, a better <laughs> member of society. Please. Right. <laughs> and, when we, and when we get beyond ourselves, mm-hmm. we become better. Yeah. And that's really what this relationship is all about. It's not just about being saved from hell. Mm-hmm. It's about letting God transform us into just better. Yeah. All around yeah. better. Yeah. You know, and do we fall short of being better? Absolutely. Yeah. But just because I fall short, I'm not giving up. Yeah. I'm going to try tomorrow to be better than mm-hmm. I was today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But the key is I'm going to do it by relying on him. Yeah. And trusting in him. Yeah. <clears throat> sometimes when I ask for the grace of God, show me how to be a better husband, I take a moment, I say, okay, teach me by your grace how to be a better husband. You know what he'll say sometimes? Go apologize. That's so good. 
And then I'm like, no, teach me to be a better. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I want to be better. I don't want to apologize right. right now. Because what we're truly saying is like, teach me to be better, but deal with them. You know, and he's like, no, if you want to be better, then you want to be better. Oh my gosh. That's so true. It's like, God, help me be patient with my children. I'm not, but really I'm saying, God, help my help kids them, not be crazy. Help like, them not get on my nerves. Yes. Like that's what it really is. That's so, I, I'm, I'm, wow. You just put my dirty laundry out there. <laughs> but we all say it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> my prayer is not actually what my words are saying right, right. now. <laughs> and then that goes back oh to my gosh, him bringing the vegetables revelation. <laughs> his presentation That's was not so really what his heart was saying. That's really good. That's really or good. his presentation was what yeah. his heart was really saying. Yeah. And therefore, that's why you see the difference. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes we pray these prayers, but we really don't want the answers. Yeah. Show me if this relationship before marriage is actually the right relationship for my life. Wow. We may pray that prayer, but do we really want the answer? That's really good, dude. Show me if this career choice is the right career choice for my life. Show me. We pray these prayers. Show me, show me if these are really the right and best friends for my life right now. Uh, I mean, you know... <laughs> It's tough. It really is. It, I, I've it, had to pray a couple I of those mean, prayers, and I've had to follow through when he gave me the answer I didn't want to hear. I mean, honestly, and I think that's what's so good is, like, we are talking about things that we are grappling with. I mean, yeah, and I, stuff we've been through. Yeah, stuff we've been through. That stuff we, we all go yeah, through. Yeah, we are doing this life. <laughs> like, I love how you talked about, like, with your children, like, like son, I've never had a 12-year-old before. <laughs> it's like, Take I have never been me. 33 before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm doing my best out here. But really, it's like, I don't need to do my best. I need to tap into God so I yes. can do his best. <laughs> yeah. And he'll bring your best out of you. Yes, yes. Yeah. If we were, like you said, that scripture, you've really been reading that scripture, trust in the Lord mm -hmm. in all of your ways. In all your ways. So as a husband, mm -hmm. as an employee. Yep. As a Christian, yep. as a, you know, yep. a father. Trust him in every in area of your life. In all of your ways, yeah. you know, and then he will show you the path for your life. So he, he in all things, and, and it's something that we are by no means perfect at, but it's something that we are at least willing to say, okay, Lord, here I am, teach me. Dang. I understand that I don't know everything. Yeah. So teach me mm -hmm. and help me. But again, not to belabor the point, but if you ask that prayer, be ready. Yeah. Because if you say, Lord, help me, and you mean, he will show you. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be ready, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To do what comes after. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like at the beginning of the year, I asked, you know, help me live a healthier lifestyle. And so he showed me, you're drinking too much Dr. Pepper, you're, you're eating too many snacks, you're doing too much. So, do I really want to get rid of those things? No, not really. <laughs> no, I of course not. Dr. Yes. Pepper, you know what I'm saying? Not that those things are wrong, but in the right, you know, in the wrong setting or how you interact with those and how it becomes a part of your life, it can be bad for you. It, yeah. It's like uh, the, the scripture, I forget what I think it's like Hebrews 12, like these weights and these yep. sins. Yeah. That could be a weight for some people. It, could it be. might not necessarily be bad, but it could be bad yeah. for you in this particular moment. And God's sure. trying to reveal that That's to you. Right. And we have to be ready to make some hard decisions yeah. when those things are revealed. Yeah. It, why would we hold a weight on us that we're not supposed to hold on to? If I'm yeah. supposed to run, I don't want to hold a weight. <laughs> right. If I'm supposed to be running for God, I do not want it's a weight true. on my back. I don't want true. ankle weights. Anytime I see tired. people out there running with weights on them, I'm just like, you are an animal. You're crazy. <laughs> like, why would you do such a thing? 
you know, it's but so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. You can run <laughs> with or without a weight. Like, right, you're gonna be fine. But you know, I, I, you will clearly run so much faster with the weight off of you. Yeah, and you will cr- clearly run so much and better further. with the weight off of you. And so I think that that's something that we have to constantly be better at mm. identifying with ourselves. Is okay, God. What am I holding on to with like certain weights, or how am I dealing mm. with certain things that are holding me back yep. from being yep. a better husband, mm. or being a better follower, or being a better friend, or being a better employee, or being this, that, and the other? That's a good way yeah. to be honest with ourselves, but yep. also hear from God. And remember, when He answers those questions, the answer is for your benefit. Yeah. It's always, always yeah. for your benefit. Yeah. He's not going to ask you. Sometimes in our immediate thought process, we're like, there's no way this can be better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, there's just no way. You want me to get rid of my friends? How's that going to help me? You want me to cut this relationship off? But we, we just got engaged. And now it's not right. Like, you yeah. want me to cut the... So in the, immediately in our mind, we're like... How do I get from A to B? This doesn't look right. This doesn't seem right in the natural. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, which we said in several podcasts ago, tapping into the infinite wisdom of God. Yeah. Now, I'm not just telling somebody to break off an engagement for the sake of breaking off the engagement. Sure. You yeah. need to know that you heard from the Lord. Yeah. But if God is asking you to do that, then he knows something that you do not know. Mm. And we must trust in his perfect, infinite wisdom yeah. to preserve our lives for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and it's just an easy illustration, but you can break off an engagement and you might have like a month or two of like some real intense time. And then you find your right spouse and you get married. What, what is better a month or two of like going through some stuff or 50 years of going through some stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really good because there's a lot of people that will just stick and stay with some choices they made because right. they feel like, okay, this is my decision. I've committed to this, right. but is that what God wanted you to commit to? Right, and then what are the ripple effects of right. that? We see Adam and Eve not dealing with their children, and then immediately the ripple effects was... Your son dies. Very, very consequent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you choose, it's just an easy one, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, no, but if you choose to like stay in a relationship that God has asked you to not be a part of, that is going to affect the children you're going to have together, which will turn affect their children mm. that they're going to have. And it, it's like, okay, we have to at some point decide the generational curse is going to be broken, and the way I break it is by listening to God. Mm. Ooh, that'll preach. Because you see it in Scripture, you know, with like Caleb and Joshua, the generational curse where like their parents and their leaders could not inherit the promised land because they disobeyed God. But they said, regardless of your failures, I'm going to continue on to follow him. Mm. And because I'm going to continue on to follow him, we will. I'm going to hear what God said. I'm going to believe what God said. I'm going to do what God said. Therefore, I'm going to have what God said, regardless of what their parents did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, their children got in. Yeah. That's good. They were the only two that were 80 years yeah. old that got in. Everybody else was like 40. That's really good. Everybody else that was 80 years old was dead. I mean, the scriptures even tell us in Numbers 14, <laughs> which you're talking about sometimes the Old Testament is like, this is hitting different. <laughs> 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 the Bible says they had to wait out there in the wilderness 40 years, one year for every day that they screwed up because they went in for 40 days. And so they had to wait. out. And, and it says that until the last one had died and was buried in the wilderness, and then they could go in. Hmm. 
So it was almost like God was like, I'm going to help you break this generational curse. Yeah. Nobody who messed up's going in. Yeah. I mean, that's, pro- well, let's, let's clean it out. Let's, let's clean, clean the house a little let's bit. Let's clean it out. Only oh the people that, and, and Joshua and Caleb, for whatever, praise God, they had a different spirit about them that mm-hmm. when the 11 spies went in, they came back and the 11 spies were like, we can't take it. And they were like, we can't take it. God said we can take it. Let's just go take it. And I bet you, you know, when they're in the promised land and everybody else is dead in the wilderness, they were thanking God that they were like, whew, glad we stuck with this Good word. Thing we heard and <laughs> responded and did it. <laughs> yes. And so let us just encourage somebody. You can, regardless of what somebody else's experience has been yeah. with God, yeah. you are supposed to have your own experience with God. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody is in church worshiping on Sunday and their life is a disaster Monday through Saturday doesn't yeah. mean that's the way your life is going to be as you engage in this relationship. Yeah. You don't know all the details. You don't know You don't know if they're like the other spies that came back and, and Monday through Saturday they're giving an evil report mm. and they're not believing in God the way they should be living in yeah. God. They're not living for God the way they should be living for God. You don't know. Yeah. But yet you're just judging it. Okay, they sold out on Sundays. I can see it but yet their life is a disaster all the other time. So I believe that's the way mine's going to work out. So let me just be done with this. Mm-hmm. That we can't, Joshua and Caleb did not do that. Yeah. They said, okay, they apparently sold out to this, <laughs> and now we're out here in the wilderness, and, but they're not living what they sold out to, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they're going to miss out. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out their experience with God, and I'm going to have my own experience mm-hmm. with God. That's good. And I'm just going to trust in him, yeah. and I'm going to do it the way he said to do it, yeah. and I'm actually going to have what he said I can have. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's really good, just personal accountability <laughs> for your own walk with God. Like, there let me just is. focus on what God told me to do, mm. and let me follow through with what God told me to yes. do, so that way I can have what God wants for me. Yes. And not that it's about me, but I know that it's in my best interest to just do what God says to mm. do. Because that's what he, he, he wants us to have this great, wonderful life that we've always talked about, that we try our very best to constantly remind you. But it's all ultimately for, for his glory and his honor, but it's also for your benefit. Yes. To follow through with what God wants mm. for your life. This abundant life that he tried, he, he, mm. I said he tried to give us, he died to give us. Yeah. This abundant life that he, he sent his son. He mm. gave his best, literally. He's invested. He, yeah, he has, inv- he, like you talked about on Sunday, he's put some skin in the game. He like, has. Literally, he put on skin and bones and got in the game that's it. for us. That's it. And I think that that's, if we can really grab a hold yeah. of that revelation of like God legit mm. gave his absolute best yes gave the 100 percent best if we can grab a hold of that yep i feel like that can yep. radically change the way that we Amen. walk if we can if we can really understand and i don't know that we can ever truly understand but mm. if we can try our best to to really wrap our brains around the fact that he gave it all yeah he left it all yeah i mean he didn't have to but he did yeah and i think that that's so amazing and and so yeah mm. I don't have to give it all for God, but I should give it all for God. I should want to give it all for God because of what he did for me. Mm. You know, God, God is saying, look, this, this, this choice is for you. Yeah. You don't have to do this. Right. You don't have to follow if you don't want to, but if you do, mm. but if you do, it's going to work out so much better for you. Mm. And I think that that's what God is, 
is really trying to communicate today is if we can truly just give over our full selves, if we can truly give our best in every area of our life, trust yeah. him yes. with our full existence mm. in every, the, being a better parent, being a better friend, being a better boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, or, or whatever. Like if we can truly give our best in every situation, then we can reap the best that yeah. God has yeah. for us. Amen. So I guess our encouragement for you guys today is just really seek the Lord. Yeah. Ask him what he wants you to do and follow through. Yeah, that's every, it. Every single day, you know, follow through. and just, just think about today. Tomorrow has its own thing, his own troubles, mm. its own. Let's focus on today. Yep. Today is enough for today. Yep. Yep. Let's just focus on what God wants me to do today. Mm. That's right. One day at a time. One day at a time. Amen. Living this yeah. life with God. Amen. Following through. I love that. Yeah. Let's follow through better, guys. Amen. Let's All follow of us. through. Love you guys so much. Wow. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.